Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We are excited about what God is doing on this evening. Amen. We thank God for what he is doing in this season. Amen. We like to, amen, bring forth this man of God on tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. On tonight, the general, amen. Hallelujah. Abate, who is this church, amen. Hallelujah. Fellowship Church is the chief prelate. Amen. The Honorable Amen Apostle Doctor Robert Peterson on tonight. Amen. So empty out your seat, empty out your place, Amen, and get ready, Amen, to hear, Amen, this man of God on tonight. Amen. So we're gonna turn this over to the man of God on tonight. God bless you. Amen. We thank God for all that He's done. We thank Him for His mercy and His grace and His peace. We we thank everyone for joining on this evening. We thank you for taking the opportunity out of your busy schedules in order to get on and, and to actually hear the word of God. Thank you for uh, being willing participants in order to uh, not only just join us, but also praying for it by faith of being for Dr. Robert Peterson and, um, and my family, as well as by faith of my ministry, by faith of Lipsons Church Incorporated. So I thank God and for you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. And look, please continue, uh, continue to pray your prayers. Continue to pray your prayers for the ministry, Amen, and for all that are come that um and and for because everything that the enemy Amen brings in our direction, we know that we're more than conquerors. That's the reason why we're able to stand and we're able to stand as a fivefold ministry to do the work of the Lord. We thank you for your donations. We thank you for your participation in every area and that you're you know just for all that you you're doing. We uh, you know Dr. Peterson and my family and. But the whole by faith of this is, uh, church staff, we thank God for you, and we ask you just to continue to do what you're doing. Just know that we love you. Just know that we, uh, you know, that we thank God for you, and we are sincerely praying for you whenever we are praying, which is all, always because Scripture said that men have to always pray and not to faint. Amen. With that being said, we thank God for the honorable. Um, uh, Pastor Erica Robinson, we thank God for her ministry. We thank God for using her. We thank God for her staff, and we thank God for people that are, you know, people out there in Radio Land, and for people that God is using on the behalf of um, by faith of that Dr. Peterson and by faith of this church. We thank God for you. We thank God just for all that He's done. Now, with that being been said, and now I've gotten all the thank yous out and uh, the appreciation and the pleasures out the way out of the way. Now let's go ahead and give it to get into the Word of God. For you to have your Bibles, Amen. Please go with me, Amen. Go with me to First uh, Corinthians chapter three. First Corinthians chapter three. As always, you know that I come from different versions of the Bible according to uh, the whole, the way that the Holy Spirit is leading me, and on this. This evening, I believe, really believe that, I feel that the Holy Spirit is leading me, amen, to read from the New International Version. I know I use that version a lot, but the point of being a teacher and a preacher of the Word of God is to get the Word of God out, to get the Word of God out and get it out in a plain way, not to, you know, um, not, not to be like anybody else, not like to do with anybody else, but to get the Word of God out so that I might be able to, that God might use me and my voice and my gifts in order to reach the masses. So that is what I'm determined to do, amen. So first, uh, so go with me to First Corinthians chapter 3, and, um, and honestly, and when you're there, just repeat the word, amen. First Corinthians chapter 3. First Corinthians chapter 3, and can I get one amen? Amen. Amen. There we go. First Corinthians chapter 3. And I'm going to drop down because I'm only going to cover one verse, amen, and, that, and it reads this way. For no one, and that's verse 11, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. First, first Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. 
New International Version, for no one foundation can lay any foundation, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Christ Jesus. Let us go ahead and go into a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace, God. We just thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to behold another day, Lord. Allowing us, God, to give us, you know, just to be able, God, to be in your presence. We thank you, God, oh, Father, God, for allowing us, Lord, to be your children. We thank you for creating us in your image, oh, God, and creating us, God, oh, Father, Father, God, for your purpose, God. Lord, we thank you, God, oh, God, just for being, allowing us, God, to be your sons and daughters, Lord. We thank you, God, oh, Father, God, not um, just for, you know, for now and just create us being your sons and daughters, but give us that power, Lord, that ability to be able to walk according, Lord, to your word, O oh Father. We thank you, Lord, for giving us the power of the Holy Spirit that is within the earth's realm, O oh God, that gives us the empowerment to be able to live according to your word, to carry out the mission that you would have for us to carry out according to your word. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, we don't thank you for your word enough, God, because many times, Lord, we're running away from, uh, from your word. But, God, we thank you for your word. For, Father, God, they are the biblical instructions before leaving earth. Father, we thank you, O oh God. Lord, we thank you because, God, we need your word, Lord, because, God, without your word, Father, we won't know, Lord, how to function. We don't, won't know how to react to life situations, Lord. Without your word, God, we don't know, Lord, what to do, Father. Oh, Father, we will be considered, Lord, like ships, Lord, without a sail. Now, Father, God, we thank you, God, just for being who you are, Lord, and what you've been to us, God. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us, Lord, through every trial and tribulation, O oh Lord, with peace, O oh God, and we thank you, O oh Lord, for just being who you are. Now, Father, we thank you, Lord, for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you, Jesus, for being not only our kinsman and redeemer, but we thank you, Jesus, for being, for being our older brother. And our older brother, we thank you for being the one who was crucified. And we thank you not only for being the one that was crucified, but we thank you for being the one that has come. We thank you for being the one that was crucified. We thank you for one that, uh, one who God has used to give us, uh, give us his word, that he gave his word through, his spoke his word through. We thank you for being crucified. We thank you for being laid down into a borrowed tomb. We thank you for Diane, we thank you for being in the bar to it. And then we thank you for rising up on the third day with all power in your hand. In other words, God, I'm saying, Lord, thank you, Lord, through your son, Jesus, Lord, for the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ and God, and we thank you, Jesus, not only for that, but we thank you for sending the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, we thank you, Holy Ghost, for your power, man. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for being with us. We thank you for walking with us, teaching us. We thank you for just being who you are. We thank you for doing what you're doing. We thank you for just being, Lord, who we need you to be, where we need you to be. And we thank you for giving us peace that passes all understanding that the world within our hearts and our minds through your Son, Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you, God, that God is because of you, O oh Father, that we're able, Lord, to have what we have, Lord, to be who we are, Lord, in you. And Father, that is great, Lord, and awesome, God. For Father, it is in you, God, that we are gratefully and fearfully and wonderfully made. Father, we thank you, Lord. We bless you. We magnify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. And God's people said, Amen. Amen and Amen. First Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 11, New International Version. For other foundation can can no man lay that that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. If I leave just for a thought for your consideration, it will be the one foundation. The one foundation. The one foundation. If we look back on this date, which is February 24th, 1956, there was an issue of the U.S. News that World Report, an army expert in psychiatry, made that the startling statement that one-third of the American soldiers taken prisoner in the American conflict yielded to brainwashing. They literally, literally, Unit to brainwashing. And it was by this 
the writer meant that they uh, that the people that were taken captive that they had become so-called progressives in the communist hands or become sympathizers or collaborators with the enemy. This was done not through physical torture. It wasn't done through starvation, nor or the like, but merely by the enemy's manipulation to distort the soldier's conviction and principles. The person also wrote in the article, he further stated that this weakness is, uh, in his opinion, was due to the serious weakness in Americans' character and to the shortcoming in American education. In answer to it all, to all religious questions, he said that no specific data, no religion had been obtained. But but the indications, but the indications were that one who had a strong religious background stood the test far better than one who had what is known as a foxhole religion. Today, when we look at ourselves as the people of God, many of us, we think about uh, everything that is going on around us. We think about the coronavirus. We think about the pandemic. We think about the gas shortages. We think about what is going on in the Ukraine. We think about, you know, think about every, that is, uh, in the different parts of the country. And many of us that are AKA claim the name of Jesus Christ, it seems to be that we have more complaints than we do praise. Oftentimes we are the ones that we make little slide, you know, slide jokes and like little slide remarks in order to get a laugh and so forth. And, you know, in order to, AKA, I'm going to say this, I'm going to do this or that in order to get my mind up the situation, which technically speaking, when we do so, we're not only, uh, we're not just unleashing an opportunity or taking an opportunity to laugh, but we're also giving place to the devil. Scripture tells us how that we should put on the whole armor of God, that we should be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. How, beloved, my question is, how can we stand against the wiles of the devil? How can we, how can we declare unto the, the devil and remind him that he's a defeated foe if we are compromising with the devil? That we're saying, you know, well, you know what, I'm so broke that basically, you know, I can't pay attention and we count it, therefore, as a joke or, or you know, or we're joking and doing foolish jesting when God is trying to wake us up and keep us awoke and say, listen, you know, listen, I can't supply and will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. How do we expect for God to supply all of our needs according and our desires according to his riches and glory if we're busy giving way to the devil? Ah, Scripture tells us that Luke 18, the one that men ought to always pray and never to faint, another version said, or never to cease. In other words, there should not be any cease in praying. Amen. There should not be as a, a named among us, uh, foolish gestures should be named among us as the people of God because we're focused. Uh, amen. When we're, whenever we look at the term stay woke, um, it is not just what is known as a, a colloquial cliche or neither is, uh, being being woke or staying woke is something you know that uh you know that's a you know, part of the new fad that many coaches just take it on and run with amen but being woke actually means something new especially to the african american amen being woke amen being woke means amen that we're no longer walking in ignorance and we're no longer walking in darkness but now we are alert to all the things that are going on around us amen whenever we look at uh for instance uh, one by the name of Rosa Park amen where while Rosa 
Rosa Parks was on the bus, and, and therefore she, you know, and they, and they told Rosa Parks I mean, to move to the back of the bus, and she didn't, uh, did not move. Rosa Parks just did not move to the back of the bus. just stayed in the front of the bus, and she just did not move to the back of the bus just because her feet were hurting. But Rosa Parks realized that she was woke, and she realized that something had to take place, that a change had to take place. And as the people of God, that's what we need to do. We need to realize that a change needs to take place. So that means that while everybody else is around us, they're living one way and being brainwashed by the social, by the news and, 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 and what is going on on social media and the news report, many of us, we find ourselves being caught up in this foolish jesting, in the foolishness, amen, just to get a joke and just to get a laugh, but we forget all about that there's only one foundation that has been laid in that foundation as the people of God is Christ Jesus. That means we don't need to focus on anything else but keep our eyes on him, amen, who who is prevent us from falling and come and, and with and keep our eyes on him who will prevent us from falling and, 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 and that has called us unto his glorious kingdom. As a new as people, as the, as the body of Christ, it is our duty and our job to stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made us free and realize this. Realize that he has set us free. Well, uh, with Dr. Peace, the one that he set us free, I'm glad you asked. He has set us free from darkness. He has set us free from the things that are, that, that are not like him. How, beloved, are we going to walk in the light and also participate in the ways of darkness. I love the way, amen, that one writer said, he said that a double-minded man, amen, is unstable in all of his ways. The reason why a, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways because he doesn't know whether to go to the right, to the left. He doesn't know whether to go up or down. But what he's doing, he's saying, listen, I must stand, amen, somewhere. I must make a choice, amen. A double-minded man is unable to make a choice because he is one that is brainwashed and he's trying to play both sides of the field. Uh, uh, let me make it a little bit more plainer. It is just like someone that is <clears throat> that is in a relationship. Uh, amen. And while and they're with one person and then they meet somebody else, then they gotta be with the other person. And then at the end of the day, the two people all, uh, the two people come together and say, which one of us do you love? And the person says, well, I love both of you. And I love you both the same way. It's impossible to love each other the same way because of the simple fact, amen, your heart has to that your heart has to choose and either you're gonna love one or hate the other or take thought of one or despise the other. Somebody you're gonna love less. You can't love them both the same because that's considered to be uh, <clears throat> no longer a monogamous relationship, but is it a relationship that is profound? Is it a relationship that is totally contrary to God's word? It is a relationship Relationship that is totally contrary to God's word. It is a relationship, amen, that is defiled. It is a relationship that has no balance. It is a relationship, amen, in which one person is, is one person is stuck in between two opinions and they're expecting, amen, for one person, they're expecting for everybody else around them to accept, amen, what it is that they want to do, huh? In other words, uh, if I put it just a little bit more plainer, huh? Many of us would call that if we're, you know, many, amen, <clears throat> I must say, in relationships, if we were in that situation, we would call that person a whore. We would call that person an adulterer. We would call that person, amen, according to the courts, we would call them a bigamist. Why? Because they're caught in between two people instead of just making a choice. Amen. It's kind of like uh, uh, the movie Friday. Amen. One of the things uh, that I remember, and, and I know some people, you know, you know, you people that are too deep, call back on another day. Tonight is not the night. I'm talking to the real people. Sometimes, amen, we look at the movie Friday. One of 
thing that knows about Debo. It was Debo, it was Craig, and it was uh, and it was Smokey. They had a scene, and one thing that Debo told them when he was robbing, hey, when he was robbing a, a, a Smokey, and he was robbing Craig, and he was robbing a Red, he said to them, he said, make a choice. Either give me your jewelry or get knocked out. Amen. So they had to make a choice. So somebody that day got robbed. Listen, we got to make a decision as the people of God whether we're going to allow the devil to rob us. Amen. Other, we're robbers of our freedom or we're going to step onto the devil's side. Who is leaning on the Lord's side? Amen. Who can stand up and say, I am leaning on the Lord's side? Who can say on this evening, no matter what, no matter come, I climb in high water, amen, the hell in high water, am I leaning on the Lord's side? Mm, I know I'm out there by myself, but it's all right, I'm used to it. Hey, let's continue on. Win, 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 win. Talking about the one foundation. There are three, there are three, amen, particular uh, points in which we should look forward, the things that we should consider when we're talking about the one true foundation or the one foundation. Uh, amen. The one is some people have superficial foundations for life. Some people have what is known as superficial foundations for life. Some people feel that the church membership is a sufficient and adequate foundation for living for Christ Jesus. This is good by only if Christ is Savior. Church membership has little meaning until one has repented of sins and believed on the name of the Lord Jesus. Then church membership becomes an aid and growth in salvation. It is lives that are built on, many lives are built on superficial foundations are doomed uh, uh, in spite of appearances. Uh, amen. Jesus illustrated this in the closing words of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, one must face the un unalterable alterable fact that there is none, that there is only one real foundation. Uh, this foundation is Jesus Christ himself. Uh, it is not doctrine, it's not theories, it's not opinions, it's not, um, uh, or, or not, it's not even systems, uh, but it's Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Uh, myriad people have built on Jesus Christ as the foundation. Uh, they have found solace from sorrow, liberation from prison, emancipation from slavery, and salvation from sin. Uh, oh, when you're found Foundation is built on Christ Jesus. Amen. It doesn't matter, amen, what anybody says when your foundation is built on Christ Jesus. Amen. You take Christ Jesus at his word. Amen. You know what God the Father, amen, <clears throat> what God the Father has called you to do. Why? Because you are free in him. Scripture says that who said that his son set free is free indeed. But, beloved, how can we be free if we are not, if we are not willing, amen, to stay on God's word. Uh, amen. We, uh, God wants us to stand on his word. He wants us to do what he, um, what he commanded us to do in his word. But in order to do that, we must know, amen, God's word. Uh, amen. I like the way that, Gal that uh, Galatians 5 and 1, Paul told the church of Galatia. He said, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery of the law. Uh, in other words, anything that is that was willing to tie us down, uh, amen, we have to be willing, amen, to stay free from those things which are not of God. Uh, oh, Father God. Uh, oh, hallelujah. We have to understand uh, that God wants us. 
us. Uh, God wants us uh, to walk according to his word. God wants us, amen, to do what he uh, has commanded us to do. Uh, and I like the way that Isaiah said, Isaiah 61 and 1, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news or the gospel to the poor. He said he has sent me, amen, to bind up the broken heart and proclaim liberty to the captives and to open the prison, open the prison to those who are bound. Uh, amen. The question that I'm asking you on this evening, uh, beloved, uh, when you speak your words, amen, when people see your character, when people see, amen, that, you know, when people see that you say that you are Christian, amen, are you setting them free uh, or are you living a life in which is bringing them into bondage or pushing them toward bondage? Uh, then Isaiah says in Isaiah 61 and 2, he said, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. I, I want to know how many people, amen, with what, with the foundation which we stand upon, are we, uh, how many people are we comforting, amen, that are mourning? How many people that want to get saved but won't get saved because we have become what is known as a stumbling block? How many of us, amen, are proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor? I'm not to, through our lives. I'm not talking about, just talking about, you know, I'm favored of the Lord. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor, amen, through our lives. So many women and children might know uh, that, amen, that, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. We must understand the foundation in which we as Christians should build a foundation on uh, is that one true foundation, which is Christ Jesus. Uh, amen. I like the way, amen. Uh, even in the book, and that Jesus and Peter were talking, uh, amen, and Jesus began to, uh, Peter began to tell Jesus, amen. Amen. Jesus, amen. Jesus and Peter were talking one day. Amen. Amen. And Jesus began to tell, tell call out and let Peter know that, G, that Peter, that Peter, flesh and blood, I have not revealed this to you. Amen. But he began to let him know, amen, that it was his Father which is in heaven. Amen. So we have to understand, amen, that, the, that if God the Father is revealing himself to us, amen, we have to know as the people of God, amen, that people of God, that God, amen, wants to use us, amen, for his glory. Oh, uh, amen. <clears throat> we as the people of God, uh, amen, we have to understand, uh, amen, that God, amen, wants us to represent him according to his word. Uh, amen. Uh, amen. Jesus told Peter and answered him. He said, blessed are you, Simon Bar Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. In other words, amen, we have to understand that God the Father wants to use us. God the Father, amen, wants to use us for his glory. Amen. Amen. So we as the people of God, amen, have to do, amen, be obedient to God's word. Again, when Peter began to confess of the Christ, amen, Peter, Jesus asked, who do men say that I am? Ah, there we go. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Peter, who do men, Simon Peter, uh, uh, who do men say that I am? He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, uh, blessed are you, uh, Simon, son of Jonah, for that was for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father who's in heaven. When people began to see our life, are they seeing God the Father, or are they seeing our flesh? Let's move on. Uh, amen. The next one is, amen, because we should consider some materials that go into the proper foundation. Uh, amen. One of the greatest materials that we should consider to go into the great foundation is the Word of God. In other words, read your Bible, baby. Read your Bible. Uh, amen. This foundation is made of the rocks of sacrifice, suffering, and vicarious death of Jesus Christ. Uh, amen. In this suffering and death of Jesus, one, a, one 
find the expressions of divine love, mercy, and pardon. It is at that point one finds God's remedy for human sin. Oh, in other words, it's found in the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In other words, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Who can, what can make me hold again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, how precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other, no other child I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. Amen. That's your, amen. That's your, you missed a shout right there. Amen. This foundation, amen. Amen. This type of foundation that I'm talking about, this foundation of Christ Jesus, is tied together with the cement of God's love. Baby, can we get some love in the house? Not talking about the fleshly love, but I'm talking about the gospel love, that sacrificial love. Amen. This love, and it will never let go in the midst of any kind of storm. It grows stronger and stronger in the face of adversity. Amen. This foundation is made solid in the very person of Christ Jesus and God the Father through Christ Jesus. Jesus. At a certain dinner in London, Dean Stanley asked, asked him, who would dominate the future? Amen. And someone came up with an answer. Child, they said, the one who sticks most closely to the facts. Another person added, the greatest fact in history is God. So we have to understand that no matter what is going to happen, what is going to take place, we have to know that there's one one close fact that a foundation that we know that's, that's unshakable, amen, unmovable, and never going to leave us. And that is Christ Jesus. Amen. Our third point, consider, we should consider some structures built on such foundations. The first and most important structure is personal salvation. In other words, are you saved in the house? Amen. Kevin, amen. If we can get you saved or we can get saved, then we can do the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. Salvation means more than escape from torment, but for believers, it means saved lives, joyous hearts. In other words, hearts full of joy, devoted service, uh-oh, devoted his service and resurrected hopes. In other words, let's talk about service a little bit. Amen. Many times, amen, the first thing we do is we get saved or we accept Christ Jesus as Savior and then we want to go somewhere and sit down. Listen, God don't need no more people sitting down on him because we did that enough before we got saved. Amen. But as hard as we work for the devil, we need to work for Christ Jesus too. Amen. He wants to get up and go to work. Amen. Get up and let's work for the Lord. Amen. God don't want to wait till y'all burnt out old and old Hold it, uh, clip it, or, or uh, amen. Wait till y'all. <clears throat> wait till you can't work for God. The Father wants you to want to work while it's day, because He says when night coming, no man is able to work. In other words, when the time comes that you can't do anything, when the time comes when you're dead, amen. Can't nobody sleep. Can't nobody work for the Lord in the grave. He wants you to work, amen. Right now, He wants you to be faithful to Him. And it's a problem with many of us. We don't want to work, but we don't want to work for God, amen. But we put in overtime for the devil. You, if you want to put in overtime, put in overtime, fight against the devil, amen. Again, the weapons of our warfare are not. But mighty through God to the putting out of strongholds. The problem with many of us, the reason why we're defeated in Christ Jesus is because we don't know what we're working with. And if we don't know amen, what God has given us, we'll never know, many of us, we never know who we are in Christ Jesus because we don't ever pick up that B-I-B-L-E. Oh, yeah, I said it. We have, many of us don't ever pick up the Bible. We don't never pick up the Bible because we're too concerned, amen, to try to make a joke, amen, trying to find something to laugh about, amen. If you want to find something, amen, and if you want to find something that's serious, get it to the Word of God. And I'm not saying, amen, that, you know, that we shouldn't, I'm not saying that we shouldn't, 
you know, that, that we shouldn't be happy. I'm not saying that we should rejoice. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that while the world around us, baby, are going to hell in the handbasket, while the world around us is at a point where it's people's souls are being lost and the people are going, they're going to chase a different philosophy, while we're in a world where people, amen, don't know the left from the right, amen, they call it good, they call it good, they, they call it good evil and evil good. While we're living in this world, God the Father said, listen, I want you to be that light that's shining the darkness. Amen. If we want us to be like the way Christ Jesus was. Yeah, I like the way John said it. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. The same was in the beginning was God. And then the word became flesh in the world among them. Check this out. Then he broke it down. He said that, he said, <clears throat> he said that, he said talking about how that Jesus put on the flesh. He said that when he came into the world, he said, listen, he said the world, uh, he said the light, he said a light and darkness and darkness comprehended not. In other words, my question that I have for you, beloved, when you examine your life right now, are you at a point where as where, where people see your life? Are they saying, are they saying, listen, they're more in darkness, amen, or they are they in the light? Are they saying, listen, are they, saying, are, they, are they saying, I can't tell them, and I can't tell the difference in between their life and the heathen's life? What are they saying when it comes to our life as born-again believer? Amen. Amen. Are we living a court? Amen. Are, when they see us, are, do you think that we bipolar? Amen. One day, one day, everything's going good. Oh, hallelujah. God is so good to me. Amen. Everything's going good. And as soon as something happens, we grab our heads. Tell me, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? Lord, I'm about to lose my mind. I don't know what's going on. The question. Question is, are people are we still are we sending our mixed messages? Listen, we can't love, amen. Amen. We can't love and hate at the same time. I love the way Revelation said when Jesus talked to the church of Thessalonica. He said, uh, excuse me, the church of Laodicea. He said, I wish that you be hot or cold, because if you lukewarm, I spew you out of my mouth. In other words, you make him grow up. You make him hurl. You make him regurgitate. That's what God is saying. He's like, look, listen, he's like, baby, you need to pick a side because listen, you're being bipolar. And that's what's wrong with many of us as the people of God. We have what is known as the bipolar spirit. Well, no, uh-huh, yeah, I know. We don't want to talk about it, but baby, you might as well face it. Amen. We need to get to the point of, of realizing whose side are we need. Uh, we need it on. Are we leaning on the Lord's side or are we leaning on the devil's side? We need to get this thing together and we need to make up in our mind amen, that if we're going to serve God, we're going to serve God. If we're going to serve the devil, you, we're going to serve the devil. Listen, let me tell you, I say it like this, and I'm going to make it just as painful as possible. Listen, if I'm going to die and go to hell, listen, let me tell you something. If I'm going to die and go to hell, I'm going to die and go to hell with a satisfied soul and a, heart and a whole being, a three-dimensional man of satisfaction. The reason being because I know that I deserve to be there. I'm not going to go to hell through the church. And that's what's wrong with the church on today. People that are unsaved, they don't know which direction to go. Many of us are going to hell through the church. We're sitting on the deacon board. We're sitting up in the pulpit. We're sitting, amen, sitting on the usher board. We're being, amen. We're being, amen, we're sitting we're, we're, we're we're ushering the door, ushering hell into the church, amen, we're on the quiet stand, amen, 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 we're all over the church, amen, we're back in the daycare, amen, we're back, back there in the daycare, amen, 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 keep giving, giving hell to the children, amen, and raising up and, and teaching the children bad things, amen, this is what we're doing with our lives, and not realizing that we don't have to do it and physically while we're there. But guess what? It's in our spirit. And guess what? They're going to pick whoever gets around us is going to pick up in our spirit exactly what is in there. Amen. Amen.
That's what we need to realize. Preachers, we stayed a minute, we stayed behind the pulpit, being all hateful and mean, amen, telling people, amen, look, call ourselves being hood, call ourselves being down to earth, just being straight up nasty. Just being nasty. Jesus was not nasty to anybody when he came. Jesus Amen. gave them the word. He, yeah, yeah, listen, let me tell you something. Jesus was 100% real, 100% God, 100% man. But when Jesus came, Jesus still came in love. Even when he rebuked the hypocrites, even when he called them yeah. generational vipers, he still did it in love. The problem with many of us is that we got hurt down on the inside of us, and we're too proud to let it go. We need to go back to yeah. the, we need to be the first preachers. We need to be the first one to go straight back to the altar and repent. We need to get purged. Yeah. We need to get delivered. We need to get saved. Yeah. And we need to get set free. And we need to stop trying to sit around and try to preach God's word and want to tell people, tell people off all the time. When guess what? But yeah, we don't like it when God tells us off. Yes. Amen. Amen. We need to get that. We need to get that thing together. We need to. That's why I love the way. Amen. I love the way that Psalm 39 said. David came clear and he said, examine my heart, Lord. In other words, yes. God, there's some stuff that's on the inside of me that need to come out. God, examine yes. it. See, we preachers, we always want to. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking to the preachers. Amen. Everybody else, I want you just look, everybody else, I want you just to ride along with me. Listen, the problem with many of us preachers, the problem with many of us preachers is that we always want to tell other people what to do, but we don't want to yeah. apply what we told them. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Walking Amen. around being nasty, walking around being hateful. Yes, we dress up. Yes, we wear these nice outfits. Yes, we wear these collars. We're doing all that. And all we and listen, all we do is looking like glorified hillians. That's what we look like. That's exactly what we look like. And all God wanted, and listen, God, when Jesus Christ came on the scene, he came humble. He came humble as a lamb, but he was bold. He was bold as a lion. He, he knew the difference. He knew the timing. He knew when to be bold. And listen, and when he was bold, or when he was AKA, what we call real, when Jesus was real, is what we call in America. I mean, when Jesus was like, Jesus came in love. Yes. But yet, but yet, we want to sit around. We always want to receive honor. We always want to want people that you know talk good about us. But we're talking bad about other people. Another thing yeah. we need to we need to do as preachers is look, check this out. And I know, look, I know I'm going to the left, but you know what? But I'm still right, though. Amen. I'm still that's all right. I'm still on topic. Listen, another thing that we need to do, and we need to get this thing together, and that is we need to stop trying to tell people, amen, how they need their homes together and our homes all jacked up. We need to get our own homes together. Yes, sir. We need to get yes, sir. I, listen, let me tell you something. I love this song that the Williams brother wrote. Sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around my listen. Me and my churches right now. Listen, me and my churches, if we if, I'm telling you, if God brought judgment right now, I guarantee you, in America right now, there probably would there will there will probably be about about five about five or six ministries that that really exist. Yes, yes, amen. There will not be a many ministries that exist. Everybody want to be a prophet. Everybody want to be an apostle. Everybody want everybody want the title. Everybody want to be something big, but don't nobody want to fall down before God the Father in humility and repent of their sins. Ooh, this is a listen, listen, let me tell you something. Listen, this is a repentant walk. This is a repent a walk of repentance. This listen, this is a, a repentance walk. 
The word repentance in the Greek means to make a mind change. It means to yeah. reclaim the doubt which is pure so that and to confess yeah. all so that you might have a change of mind. Many of us will stand up behind the pulpit trying to change the minds of people and our minds are not even changed. God yeah. is tired of that. God is tired of that. How in the world are we going to stand up and try to tell somebody it's time to live and we straight full of hell? Come on now. Now look, now look, now look, let's be real about it. Let's be real. Look, let's have real talk about it. We're doing more damage to people. We're doing more damage to people than we all good. And then talk about, then put up a big old flyer. We having a revival. What you being revived from? A bunch of hell you getting together, running around, putting on a show before, putting on a show, running around the church, saying, oh, look, quote, look, quote, quote, quote a few scriptures. Oh, yeah, let me get one little revelation. Amen. And, 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 and run around from place to place. That ain't no revival. A true yes. revival is where people are getting saved, starting from the head first. Yes. Amen. Yes. That's a true revival. A true revival, when it starts from the head first, that means that the pastor is the first one that needs to get delivered. Yes. Yeah, I said yes, The pastor is the first one that needs to get delivered. Pastor, pastors, we can't deliver no, we can't lay hands on nobody and, and try to cast no demons out of somebody and we full of demons ourselves. Come on, let's get this thing together. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Going around prophesying to folk. Prophesying the fool. Would you pro- look? We'll think about the physician. The physician. The physician. It, it makes look. It's look. It's, 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 it's a con. Look. It's contrary. For it's contrary, and it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense for a physician to use the tools and the surgeon to go work on somebody else that's sick and, and they're sick themselves. That don't make no yeah. sense. I like the way Jesus said. Let me put it another way. Let, let me get biblical with it because some things are crazy. Jesus said, "Thou hypocrite! First cast a beam out of your own eye before you try to cast a smack, uh, 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 try to cast a, a, a splinter out of your brother's eye." In other words, stop trying to tell everybody else what to do, and you get that big old log in your eye. It's time that we get this thing together. It's time that we show the love of God. It's time that we stop sitting around playing games. Now, let me move on just a, a little bit further. Let's talk about the one that, that listened to one preacher, get a word, and then all of a sudden, the Lord has called me into the ministry. That's not a call into the ministry. That's listening. That's you getting the word from the Lord, and God is telling you to first apply that word, sit yourself down somewhere, get some education, and I'm not talking about just going to seminary either. I'm talking about get some education, meaning get into the presence of God. Let the Lord talk yes. to you. Yes. And the reason why so many, and that's the reason why so many people are killing themselves off. And when, when, when they get ready to go through something, or when they experience a little trial and tribulation, or things don't go their way, is because they don't have no relationship. Let me put it another way: you ain't saved. You need see my vernacular. You ain't saved. That's the problem. The first thing you do is, oh, oh, you know what? Oh, you know what? I feel the Lord calling me into the ministry. Oh, just because you see a few dollars hit the, hit the you know, you know, hit the offering tree, or you see a few dollars go into your little cash shop. Oh, oh, I have a following. I have a following. Of, listen, let me tell you something about a following. Great followings, great followings don't mean nothing. The devil had a great following. Listen, the devil was cast out of heaven 
Come on, somebody. The devil, God, God his father, beheld Satan like lightning fall from heaven, and he killed a third of the angels with him. He had a great following. Mm-hmm. Satan had a great following. Will I have influence on people? The devil had a great influence. He had influence on, listen, check this out. He had influence on Eve, then he had influence on Adam, and guess what? And he, and he also had a, a great influence on uh, a third of the angels. You can go ahead and hang up if you want to. It, because yeah, some of y'all don't like yeah. to shoot. You go ahead and hang up. It's all right. You'll get it. Listen, you'll get it later on. But you'll see what I'm talking about. So this whole thing of everybody talking about, oh, you know, a great following, great influence, that stuff don't mean anything when your soul is on, when you're on the road to hell. Yes. There is the road to eternal life, but why does the road lead to destruction? Yes. Another thing, ministers, preachers, we can't worry about nobody else's ministry. Don't worry about nobody's ministry. You worry about what God has given you. If God has given you three members to follow you, then you need to, then, then that's your ministry. That's right. Amen. Be faithful of a few things and God will make you rule over many. Many want to be, God, many, many people and many leaders want to serve around and they want to be um, faithful of many because they're looking at the dollar signs. Yes. They worried about somebody else's ministry. Listen, you don't worry about nobody else's ministry. We don't need to worry about nobody else's ministry. We need to worry about ourselves. Listen, God won't put no more owners that we're able to bear. Just think about that for a minute. Let that resonate within your, your three-dimensional being for a minute. God ain't going to put no more on you than you're able to bear. Maybe you can only handle just three members because of the simple fact. Maybe you have some stuff on the inside of you that God wants to take out, and you won't let go. Maybe, listen. The man that want to get mad or the woman that want to get mad. Maybe the Lord ain't going to send you nobody else until you get yourself together. And God knows that you nasty. Come on. Let me put it another way. Nasty and full of hell. He knows that. <laughs> maybe the Lord, maybe the Lord, maybe the Lord, maybe God, won't, maybe you want to raise no promotion, but God won't give it to you because you nasty where you and the one you in. Maybe God knows what you're going to do with the extra money. Won't he pay your tithes and offerings? If somebody asks you for something, mm, I ain't got that. Mm-mm. You got it. Come on now. But then at the same time, you could give, but you won't give because you're so nasty and stingy. And God's like, you know what? That's a breakthrough right there. So you got to think about this. You got to think about this. This is something really, really to think about. Because, see, like I said before, many of us, we don't understand that Christ Jesus is the true foundation. And when we finally realize that he's the true foundation in which we should build our house upon, listen, there's a lot of things that we wouldn't do. I don't care how long we've been in ministry. We can always be taught. I don't care how long we've been in ministry. We still can't forget to repent. I don't care how, where we come from. Listen, let me tell you something. It's not where you came from, baby. It's where you're at. Oh, yeah. Don't nobody care what part of the country you come from. The only thing that matters is where are you right now. Hallelujah. That's what matters. That's in the spirit and in the physical. Listen, you ain't impressed nobody because you can speak your tongues. The devil can do that. And he got a whole lot of them. So what are you speaking? So what are you speaking coming in a Honda? Whatever. There's a lot of Hondas that are out there in the road. Many people own Hondas and Toyotas. Nobody cares about that. Nobody's impressed by that. But what, listen, nobody's impressed because you can lay hands on the sick and, oh, wow, one person got healed. Now you want to go run a crusade. Really? Really? 
So what? You open up a church and and, and uh you can, and you know you run a you run a ministry of fifty members of that. So okay, that's real good. But be faithful to those fifty members. Do what God will have you to do. And listen, it ain't even about the size of the building. Matter of fact, let me take that even further. Listen, we are the church technically. Yes, if yes. you want to get, as we call real about it, 100%, we are the church. And listen, I'm not angry with anybody. But what I want, but, I, but, but, but what I'm trying to get at here and what I'm trying to push here is that, listen, God loves you enough through me to speak through me in order to let us know, listen, it's time to get this thing together. It's time to really, really get this thing together. It's time to stop playing with God. Because the problem is, many of us have, like I said, a bipolar spirit. Today we up, tomorrow we're down. The next minute we, we next minute, the next minute we over to the east, the next minute we over to the west. That's what we're doing. We don't know which direction to go. And and I'm gonna tell and look, and let me take this a little bit further. Let's talk about the lies for a minute. Some of us are so based on the lies spirit. Listen, we don't listen, we don't know a lie from the truth. Because we've been bewildered by the devil. Yeah. We tell so many lies that don't make no sense. And we'll tell somebody when somebody say and when somebody said you said this, we said, No, we didn't. <laughs> and you know you told that lie. Tell the bold face lie somebody says. Come on now, that's not the love of God. Listen, I'd rather for somebody to tell me that they don't like me than for them to look at me and lie to me in my face and smile on my face and tell me, you know what, I love you. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, I like you. Don't tell me that you like me because, listen, let me tell you something. If you don't like me, you don't like me. Please tell me. Love me enough in order to tell me you don't like me. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So it's time to get this thing together. Again, the thing we need to look at is when it come to the the one true foundation is that we need to consider some structures built on such foundation. The first and foremost, again, important structure is personal salvation. So in other words, get saved. Get saved before you go running out there doing different things. Stop stop acting crazy. Salvation means more than escape from torment for believers. It means saved lives, joyous hearts, devoted service, and resurrected hope. The second structure of it that rests on this foundation is the church. Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church. Come on. And Christ died for his bride. So the church, we are not, we, we are to take lightly or neglect it. The church is the apple of God's eye, or Christ's eye, and we are to love and support it. So in other words, it's our job as the born-again believers to support God's church. I'm not talking about just through money, which I mean that's a big part of it. That's a big part of it. And let me just stop and and let me deal with that for a moment. I'm almost finished. I'm just giving everything that God has given me to give you. How many of you that are known to go to a restaurant, or how many of you can go to a restaurant, sit down, excuse me, how many of us can go to a restaurant, sit down and eat, and get up and just leave and don't pay the bill? And then turn around and say, um, hey, you know, thank you for the meal. And I know somebody already said right now, well, you don't pay for God's word. Baby, it ain't about paying for God's word. It ain't even about paying God, pay for God's word. Let me tell you what it's about. It's about giving honor and respect to God the Father and the work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's about 
going in, it's about not having a problem to give. Because guess what? The light, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you like going inside, the, the, you know, the nice, uh, that nice philistility, uh, that nice edifice, you know, with the, you know, with the, with the big, you know, with the sign out front. If it ain't, if, it, if, it, if the building don't have a sign out front, you like going inside with some lights there, don't you? You like going in with some water running. You like going there using up the toilet tissue in the bathroom. Come on, let's, let's, be, let's be really authentic about it. And some of you take the toilet tissue home because I've seen that. <laughs> every every Sunday, every Sunday, the toilet paper has to be replaced because somebody sent the toilet paper. What about going inside a nice bathroom? You know what? You know, um, you know, you're rolling off the paper towels. Let's talk about that. Oh well, let's okay, let okay, let, let let me let me go a little deeper. What about when the pastor, when the pastor and their families, or or or, or they cater, or they uh, have uh, have people to come and actually eat, you know, cook. And have been out the church. What about that? Some of us, we just, we were the first one there. Pastor, what we gonna have for dinner? What we gonna eat? Mm, that food sure do smell good in the back. Come on, and we're the main ones that did not get a dime, a penny. Not one red penny did we get. Or what about all the times that? Or what about all, all the times that basically, you know, you know, we picked up the phone and said, you know, uh, Pastor. And, and, and many of you know, know what I'm saying is true. Think about it. Pastor, you know, I'm going through some hard times now. And you're the same one that ain't paid tithes and offering whenever. Since God knows when. <laughs> Been going to the church 15 years, 16 years, ain't paid not one dime. Have not contributed, not at all. But pastor, and you, and you notice, uh, you always start with that low, humble voice. You ain't cussing nobody out now. You ain't talking all loud. You ain't saying glory, hallelujah, none of that. You ain't shouting this. Well, pastor, you know, I'm going through some things. Pastor, can you pray for me? Think about it now. Pastor, can you do this? Pastor, can you do that? In other words, again, I'm not saying it's pain because all that's been giving back to the Lord. But you got to think about it. Your pastor got to eat too. Yes. You got to think about it. And I've seen, and I'm just going to be honest with you, oh, I've seen many people go to a church and then turn around and go cash out another ministry. But don't give anything to the ministry that they're under. Uh huh. <laughs> Let me tell you what scripture says about that. It ain't about, pay, look, check this out. It ain't about paying the pastor. Scripture says give honorable honors due. Listen, muzzle not the ox that trade the corn. Listen, look it up. Yes. Muzzle not the ox that trade the corn. In the book of Corinthians, look it up on your own time. Is there? The servant is worthy of his hire. Yes. If the servant is not worthy of his hire, if you don't like what you're getting there, then you need to get up and go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I didn't say go start your own ministry either. Mm -hmm. So in other words, again, you've got to be faithful of a few things and God will make you rule over many. Because one of the things I love about it is that whatever, whatever seed that, you throw, that, uh, that, you, that we throw out, oh, it's coming back as a harvest. Galatians 6 and 7, yeah. for God is not mine, but the words of a man's sword, that shall he also reap. That's what we need yeah. to do. But preacher, mm -hmm. but preacher, with the mouths that we have, with all that animosity that some of us have, we've got to put a lid on that. And we need to take all that back and go give it to God. Yeah. 
Lay that stuff down at the altar. Stop, stop calling the altar because stop telling talk about talking about, you know, if anybody needs prayer. No, you the one that needs prayer. We the one that needs prayer. So we need to bow down and lay that mess down at the altar and look at we need to leave it there. Because many preachers won't talk about it, but guess what? I'm about to look, I'm about to drop the dime on all of us. All of us as pastors, all of us as ministers, prophetess, prophets, apostle, bishop, all them glorified titles. Listen, we got demons that we struggle with too. We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. What? He just what? A person means to just say that my pastor got demons. Yeah, he got demons. And he got demons that you wouldn't believe of. All of us got them. And you got some too. All of us need to be delivered. But mm-hmm. we get delivered, but we get delivered when we're when we are releasing it and giving it to God. When we're putting it on the altar and we're leaving it there. Again, I talked earlier and I made mention about many of us were joking around about gas prices and so forth. Listen, every time we open up our mouth and we make a joke about the gas about a horrible situation, or about the gas prices, or about the shortages, or about the um or about the pandemic and all these other little things. We're giving power to it. Yeah. We're giving power to it. One of the things I refuse to do, I refuse to give power to any situation. I refuse to give power to it. Because my duty and my job is through by the power of God and through by the word of God is to disarm it. When people talk to me about gas prices, let me tell you what I say. Oh, they're going up. I said, well, thank God they're going up. But you know what? Hey, my God's supplying all my needs. Every, let me tell you something. Every, every single time that I go, every single time that God bless me to go fill up, listen, they will put the gas nozzle in. The first thing I do is I put my, look, I do what I pay for my gas. Stand out there in the cold, cold winter. Look, I don't care. The cold, sleet, snow. Hot summer, it don't matter. Windy, it don't matter. And I stand right there, and I'm saying, thank you, Jesus. Every time I see, every time I, every time I see them numbers change, and them gallons of gas going, going into my, into my car, into my gas tank, I'm saying, thank you, Jesus. Every time I got food, God bless, I got food in my house. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I'm going through the, 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 uh, the, the, uh, the supermarket, pushing the shopping cart. Thank you, Jesus. Like you said, like, like you said, I know for bread cost, what, five dollars? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hey, I'm able to pay it. God, I thank you. Hallelujah. Yes, and I tell God real quick, because see, I'm, see, see, look, look, you ain't got to be, but I am. See, I'm a fool for Christ. So what I do is I go through the shopping. Look, let me tell you something. Listen, I go through the shopping center, through the shopping market. And while I'm going through the market, I go push a shopping cart. And every time I push something, I say, hey, Lord, guess what? Hey, hey you pay for this. It's on you. God, God, you gonna pay for this. But see, God, not only did God only did God said that he supply my needs, but, but look, he gave me he gave me some of my wants too. Yeah. And see, the thing is, I'm gonna put this out there, and some of you'll be mad with me. Go ahead and hang up. But I ain't gonna ask for no forgiveness. Some of us, we're too expensive for God. But our faith is too little for him to move. Hey. Come on. We want big things. We want we wanna we wanna um we we wanna do big things, pop it. 
We want God to bless this and God to bless that. We want all these great grandeur things that we want, but then, at the, but then at the same time, we don't realize that in order to get those things, we first have to appreciate the little things. Stop reading around talking about, come on, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire by the end of the year. Fool, you can't even, fool, you can't even make five dollars. You think God, you think, you think God is an idiot? God is not going to give you a million dollars at no time when you can't even, you can't even manage five dollars. Amen, amen. God, listen, God came in the middle of service to give a sacrificial offer of $2, and you like, huh, you, you ain't talking to me. Sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so, I, the Lord just told you to give. He ain't talking to me. I'm talking about preachers too. Jesus. Let me take that a little step further. Preachers, one of the things we got to stop doing is we got to stop taking up these offerings in the church. And, what, and look, check this out. While we're taking up the offerings, we stand up because we still do it. I know it's old school, but we still do it because I still see it. We stand up and say, I'm going to start off now with $100. Put the 100 Yeah, that's what I'm about to bust the game. I'm dropping a dime. Put the $100 in. And then when, the, oh, then when it's time for everybody to put the money in, then we turn around and take ours back out. Oh, 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 oh. They thought I knew about that, huh? I'm young, but I still know about that. Uh-huh. Preachers writing bounce checks. Uh-huh. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Call, them, call them rubber checks. That's what we call them. Rubber checks. Mm-hmm. The false promises that some of us make. Oh, I can't do it today or, you know, you know I'll do it next week. Or next week from never. Or, or my favorite one. I can't do it because um, I left my wallet at home. Or I left my pocketbook at home. Yeah. Let's be real about it, seriously. In closing, we have to realize, people of God, that Satan is, is busy trying to deceive us about the foundation on which we should build our life on as well as the kind of life that we should live. People of God, we need to make sure that we're building on Christ's solid rock. Who is our eternal foundation? When we start realizing that there is no other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Christ Jesus, and we put all our faith and our trust in God through his son, Christ Jesus, we can make it in this life. We can make it. But again, we have to understand that faith comes out hearing and hearing by the word of God. Scripture says, how can you hear without a preacher? How can the preacher still be sent? By God. God has no problem with sending the preacher. But the preacher got to live right and the preacher got to go and the preacher has to be willing to have enough faith to live, to believe God's way and live the life that God has called him or her to live. That is the reason. Let me tell you something. Because many of us have played with God so much, that's why any, anything and, any, and everybody just comes up out of nowhere. Hey, I've been called to minister the gospel. I've been called to preach. That's the reason why, because we play with God for so long. God is tired of all the playing. God wants us to be real with him. Either we're going to be hot or we're going to be cold. If we, we want lukewarm, he gonna, we're going to make God hurl. And that's what we have to understand as the people of God. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Heavenly Father, God, we just praise you, Lord, for your word. God, we thank you, Lord, for 
Thank you, Lord, for using me for your glory, God. God, I'm asking, Lord, just to touch the hearts of the people, oh God. God, massage your heart, so God, deal with them, oh God. Deal with all of us, oh Lord. And help us, God, to do the things that you would have for us to do. Father God, we love you, we bless you, and we praise you, we magnify you, we lift you, we glorify your name. Oh, Father, these blessed acts in the name of your son, Jesus, let me pray. And all God's people said, Amen. God bless you, God bless Amen. you, and God bless you.